0: Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices.
1: You are listening to the 3CR Spoken Word program and I am George O'Hara. This week we have Gabrielle Overall live at the Dancing Dog in Footscray. Gabrielle completed a PhD in Creative Writing at the University of Western Australia. While finishing, she completed her second book of poetry, La Belle's Letters. Her first collection is called Don Juanita and the Love of Boys. She has been published in numerous anthologies, including The Penguin Anthology of Australian Poetry, she has performed her work at the Big Day Out and Overload Festival, among other places. She has also performed at the Bowery Poetry Club in New York and the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So, let's have a listen to Gabrielle.
0: Indie Rock God. You saunter through Rilke's narrow lyre. There's nothing of you to kiss. A rake, I want to be part of your progress. I am Perda, I am abject, closer to death. My blind girl body is sacrificed in you, still rising up to you. My body becomes your name. To believe in you is to be God's lover, the only legitimate passion, moral passion triggering moral panic. We must eat the sweet meats of Christ. Your child body, wafer thin, swallowed with wine, leaves me swollen. St. Teresa's eyes roll in orgasmic juicience. I want to kiss every part of your wasted face, the revolt of your christly flesh that I thought wasn't good enough. Like a pig in mud, I wallow in thoughts about you. You're a ballyguard. I'm rapacious. The slashing of my skin is a breath of fresh air. To reach Godhead, tie me to the bedhead. Beat me with your beatitudes, the catch-22 of a suffering that causes juicience and a juicience that causes suffering. Deprivation is your scripture. I, a desiring ascetic. You, an object that is handed to me like a child is given a toy, a daddy toy, a never ending sweet. I'm an all day sucker. Christ has been there. God started it all. Yeah. <laughs> Tristan Cord. She has a crush on a boy with a poncy name. Tristan, I'm no Isolde, but Wagner has poisoned me, and I can't get your name out of my head. Tristan, I wish your surname was Tazara. You're a musician, and I'm slowly going deaf. I stare at guitars but I don't play I hear your name in my head again and again like gunshots out of control your name punctuates every thought I have this love is dementia apparently I've married you and had your baby you and my suicide deferred in time I think your name like pointing a gun to my head. This music is suicidal. You are my death. (laughs) Rock tosser. His cold eyes, his metallic pig-iron eyes, his Croatian eyes that just don't care. I was raped in a Nick Cave t-shirt when I was only 19. My father beat the blues out of me. My desire for rock and roll out of my stereo. When he said over coffee, I can't wait to change my guitar strings. I wondered if he was rejecting me or if I was already played. Like a sex magnet, when he went against me, I wanted to him. Even when he told me to back off he aroused me. His tight black Levi's that will never fuck you. My father obviously is a sadist, but your cruelty can be at times delightfully subtle making me want to play a different type of daddy girl. As he kissed his girlfriend as I entered the gig, I tried to pretend but couldn't hide my age and hatred of Australian pub culture. A starf**ker's dreams are made to be crushed, an eternity of wasted libido, the holy price of the other woman, the guitar that hangs around the rock star's crotch. Like a girl who's had too much rock and roll, I can trash just as hard back. Let's trash Myers, especially David Jones. I didn't want to whip dead horses, only living men. The Abyss. I'm falling down the rabbit hole. The Abyss, Alice's not-so-wonderland. We are the fallen, we are the damned. There's a green room with watchers at a higher level. There is Plato's cave with bars and AM radio. I can say now I have seen the abyss, like screaming into the sunrise. I have drunk from the leith ward of the state, walked arm in arm with a patient down the corridor of greylands. Our marriage vows incomprehensible. There's a hole I've been digging, like my own grave, an abyss between reason and unreason. They put board games in front of me, surrounded by public housing towers, trying to keep me in the system. Abilify made her forget the alphabet. Disabilify, a head full of quicksand, where names, people, your life, your body disappear. I'm falling down the rabbit hole, the abyss. Alice is not so wonderland. We are the fallen, we are the damned. Hysterectomy. My mother suggested one, eager to break the maternal bond. It's hardly been used. Now they want to cut it out. I'm no Madonna once a remedy for hysteria. The university is civilised. The academy does not appreciate madness. They've found their cure. Still I wonder for the numbness of the anterior lips. And this poem is about Juna Barnes who is a modernist woman writer. Lee Amazon's your rapist father was a rider. Now you are riding with Natalie and her one hundred lady lovers. She takes them between breaks in the toilets of department stores on the Louvre, finding them again in juna 's blank verse. They are two little girls becoming hussars of the eternal feminine. Breaking in and subjugating the world of the fathers, whips and hunting crops, their scepters, their bedrooms, the circuitry desire of carousel horses. <laughs> and this poem is about Juno Barnes's girlfriend, Thalma. Thalma. Her eyes are two black child coffins, not waiting for the resurrection. Ex-lovers running from her service. She is a sculptor of metallic heraldry, her jewellery drawing blood from the cheeks of men, the prelude to the hunt for countless women. Twice she punches Juna in the mouth when she speaks her character her sleeping body killing all of Juna's future male lovers. She speeds away in her red Bugatti, leaving Juna to the escalation of alcohol, sapphic bordellos, and sanatoriums. And this poem is about Anne Sexton. Ms. Dog. Who could be that 1950s wife and mother? Your only worth, according to the doctor, was prostitution, and then it became poetry. You mimic the schizophrenics on the ward till the doctor says you're hysterical and lets you leave you're not a textbook hysteric mother lover wife incest survivor child abuser it was the second doctor who drove you into your deathbed of carbon monoxide you died in your mother's fur coat breakdowns were in your blood your first breakdown your birth your suicide a constellation Goodbye, death-wishing adulteress. You did not make it back from Bedlam. Still the green grass is crying out to you. And this poem is about Gertrude Stein and Alice B. Toklas. The war of Gertrude and Alice. The avant-garde was not enough. Gertrude realised she was a genius and her brother was not. Two elderly Jewish lesbians were occupying occupied France, but nobody knew of their presence. They were told three times to leave, go to Switzerland, or hide in the mountains, or they would be sent to concentration camps. Instead, they issued a lawsuit against a homeowner in Coulos, France, till they got their dream home. Jude and Alice, we will ask and we will tell. They are riding in Lady Godiva, 100 years above legislation, above typesetting, above the fears of the printer. All the men of the world are their escort, the G.I. Joes and the gay G.I. Joes. They are riding in Auntie, who is always a spinster, but never superfluous, uncaring of the right to existence, just getting on with it. They are the gatekeepers to the first museum of modern art. cachets of Matisse and Picasso, the voice of a polonaire. They are preferred to the millionaires. Alice thought Louis Thirteenth becoming of Gertrude. Gertrude's toes touched the prows of gondolas. Alice a Venetian lagoon and a gondolier. They knew their movement of life forward and back. Alice, preferring to be uncorseted, cut Gertrude's hair. Shorter, darling, shorter, Gertrude sang Gloria in excelsis. Yes. The Glass Asylum. My soul has been sectioned, my name has been blacklisted, my body hair has been shaved off in search of the devil's mark. I am the slave below the cast of the scientific father. In the 19th century, I am a bedlam beggar, purged, starved, submerged in cold baths, caged, closeted, animal-stalled, chained to walls and flogged inside a glass asylum open for public spectacle, in the 21st century i am chemically lobotomized. Yeah. And this poem is an unrhyming villanelle which has been inspired by Dan Disney. She wants my world to be a fiction. My mother screams in her nightmares. She says the less said, the quickest mended. She wants my world to be a fiction. My mother says button your lip. In the underworld she can't reach me. My mother screams in her nightmares. My mother couldn't save me, didn't contact me for four months. She wants my world to be a fiction. Why haven't the seasons stopped? Why haven't the growth of living things halted? My mother screams in her nightmares. I'm only in the underworld during drought. My mother is no mother goddess. She wants my world to be a fiction. My mother will not let me up during spring. Pomegranate seeds is all there is to eat. My mother screams in her nightmares. She wants my world to be a fiction. And this is the second last poem. (laughs) I am a villain that writes villanelles. My mother and I live in different hemispheres. My sun sets on the other side of her world. After I read my villanelle, it was poorly received. My body went cold. After I read my poem, Water Torture from Mother, my mother burnt my poem. My mother's body ached like the morning she gave birth to me. And this is the last poem. Fan. Your presence and voice is like an earthquake, leaving me never knowing whether to run screaming or stand still under a doorway. I get my name on your door, I get my name on your clothing, I take acid so I can taste your music with my tongue, have sex with you in that moving cubicle called a toilet when we're on the same aeroplane. The rock star feeds the poet, but your glamour has faded, you're just a guy with a caveman appeal. But still I refuse to wash or forget the memory of the warped orbit of your drug fucked eyes.
1: <laughs> you have been listening to a live recording of Gabrielle Overall featuring at the Dancing Dog in Footscray. A quick word about the poetry scene in Melbourne. The Dan O'Connell Hotel has poetry in Carlton every Saturday from 2 p.m., Miss Millie's Pop-Up Poetry Cafe every second Saturday at Next Level Studios in Brunswick from 7 p.m., Westward in Footscray on every second Sunday at 2 p.m., and the Owl and the Cat readings on the first Sunday of every month from 4 p.m., and also Passionate Tongues every second Monday at the Brunswick Hotel starting from 7 30. There are a bunch more readings, some with open mic, so check out word.com for more info on the scene. Now let's have a listen to the second set of Gabrielle.
0: I disobeyed the state. I lived in a tiny, tiny flat and I eat baked beans. When I walk along the footpath, men yell at me from their car windows. Yuck, dyke, ugly fat dog. I shoot them with my imaginary bazooka. I dream that I am falling down a hole in the footpath. They kept telling me I was different, to the point I thought I was intellectually handicapped. She said, you're different from most people I know. I said I could take that as a compliment. She said, I didn't mean it as a compliment. He said, you're not beautiful. You're not magazine beautiful. He said, you don't fit. She said, my options were severely limited. He said I was a walking time bomb. He said I was a jigsaw puzzle with a piece missing. He said people in my situation are usually homeless. He said I would kill myself, that that was how I would probably die. I rang my mother every day, sometimes twice a day, sometimes three times a day, sometimes four, maybe more. They cut off our umbilical cord when my mother was in hospital. I was at home alone with an angry father. I ran to answer the phone. I cried as soon as I heard a voice. We were disconnected. I think his name every day, sometimes twice a day, sometimes three times a day, sometimes four, maybe more. He plays an instrument that is the shape of a woman's body. He mounts her, he plucks her, maybe even fucks her. This cellist, unlike Kierkegaard, is bored by Mozart, but he is still a Don Juan, seducing womankind with the wine of his cello. Every night I search my dreams for monologues. I am a deep-sea diver. I am an incest survivor. When I am three, my brother picks me up and pushes me against him. I can feel him against my brown corduroy overalls. My mother takes a photograph. I, the incest survivor, still tries to imagine love. The man I love is a floating signifier, is not big on meaning, is not the president of the United States, is not the leader of the GOP, is not a real man. The man I love, unlike Neruda, loves the smell of women, does not buy his sister creme de douche for Christmas, does not make his sister walk in front of him in case people think she is his girlfriend. The sentence, the man I love, is archaic, unheard of, clichéd, but the man I love is not a cliché, is committed to women, does not want his mother to die. When my father died I didn't cry. His last words to me were I love you. Could I forgive the times he kicked me out of home away from my mother? Could I forgive the times he took to me with his belt, his fists? My father died quietly. He disappeared. Once upon a time, I lived in a street called Myrtle. I had a friend called Turtle. She used to bring me food parcels. She was a ritual sub- abuse survivor. We shifted into a lesbian feminist witch household. We were all incest survivors. It was incest for breakfast, lunch and tea. I saw a counsellor at the women's health care house. I said to her, by the way, I'm an incest survivor. An atomic bomb went off in my life. Turtle said my father raped me. Turtle said I was a ritual abuse survivor. One night I opened my mouth and screamed, a hysterical woman and an irrational woman, an out-of-control woman, a crazy woman, an over-emotional woman that the world wasn't ready for. The price of an utterance of not obeying the state. The neighbours reported me to the community psych nurses, said I was talking to myself. There was a knock at my door. Who is it, I said. A man said his first name. Stupidly, I opened the door. He said, kneeling next to me in chivalry, we're worried about you. Then with a dictaphone, he started naming all the titles of the books on my bookshelf. He said I had to go with him. I went upstairs to speak to the neighbours, hoping one of them would come with me. No one answered the door. I could hear crying. He drove me to Sir Charles Gardner Hospital. A doctor signed some paperwork, and after picking up his daughter from school, because he was a family man, he drove me to Greylands. At Greylands I sat on a chair with nothing but tacky new idea and Women's Weekly that I could not read. I got out of my chair and did some detective work inside the institution. I opened a door and saw a sadistic chair. I hear the psychiatrist laughing. I see the psychiatrist. I keep talking, telling the story of my life. The psychiatrist and the nurse laugh in my face. The psychiatrist says I am preoccupied with incest. He says I deny hallucinations. He says I am schizophrenic. He says that I am not very intelligent. He asks me, do you believe in vampires? I say I do. He says he will keep me in over the weekend. He says there is a garden on the grounds. He examines me. He touches my chest. He says, good girl. I realize I'm on the inside now. I'm scared. I talk to another patient. I tell her I'm scared. We walk down the corridor of Greylands, arm-in-arm. Because of this disruption, the nurses decide to lock me in the locked ward. I'm taken to a pink room in the locked ward. That night, two friends arrive. They are angry with me. I hear a patient laughing. The nurse comes with the medication. My friends say, drink it. I have to drink it. It tastes like poisonous cement. In the middle of the night, a nurse with a European accent says, it's time for your medication. And then she pours it down my throat. In my pink room, I have a memory of a man hovering above me. In the morning, I can hardly move. I'm extremely groggy from the medication. I go into the dining room. I see a large black woman. I say, help me. She says, fuck off. Her name is Estelle. A man hands me a pen. I write a note to the Council of Official Visitors. Help, please let me out. I walk down the corridor in my jumper. The nurse tells me to stop working seductively. There is a small room where you can smoke. Estelle is in this room. I look at the bottom of her legs. She has marks where she has butt cigarettes out on her legs. At first, I refuse to see my mother. Then I say, if I see my mother, will you let me out? In the afternoon, my mother comes into the ward. I say, I can't believe this. She says, I can't believe it either. We both cry. Estelle kisses my mother. Then she kisses me. She says, are you a mother? I say, no. She says, crying. Do you know what it's like to be a mother? The doctors come to see me. I run from them. The doctors say I'm not allowed to study. I say, please let me out. A nurse comes. She is old and wears red lipstick. She takes my blood like a vampire. I wait at the door of the locked ward, wanting to escape. I feel like I have no friends. The door opens and my friends arrive. I say, you'll do as friends. They sit with me and hand me a present from Rachel. It is a box with Hubba Bubba chewing gum, cigarettes and passion fruit. Tanya bites open the top of the passion fruit like it is a hand grenade. The weekend at Greylands turns into 10 slow days. I start to feel better after seeing my friends. My friends find me a private psychiatrist. I'm let out into the open ward. I'm set free. My brother and sister-in-law pick me up in their Alfa Romeo. Back at my flat, I've been evicted. I move out of the flat and stay at my brother's. Then I catch a plane to Sydney. My incestuous brother tries to contact me on Facebook. I block him. Around the same time, I dream about men lying on top of me.
1: That's all we have time for this week, so until next time, this is George O'Hara for 3CR's Spoken Word.